Welcome to Local SEO Today. On this podcast, John Vong interviews business professionals and entrepreneurs in many fields to uncover challenges and successes in business ownership. Our goal is to provide you with insights into the entrepreneurship journey and give you tips and advice from real experience. Brought to you by Local SEO Search based in Toronto, Canada. Thank you for listening to Local SEO today. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Joining me today is Stephen Key. Stephen is the co-founder of InventRight and one of the leading experts on how to increase a product idea. He's an inventor, author, speaker, and entrepreneur. Thanks for uh, joining me today, Stephen. Well, thank you very much, John, for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn a little bit about yourself. I, I've read a little bit about yourself, but maybe share with the audience members who you are, what you do, and what have you been doing for the last X amount of years to get to where you are today. Okay. Well, let's start at um, someone at the very beginning. I'm, I guess I'm an inventor. I, I think of myself more as a product artist. I think inventing, that's a really big word. And I think you're thinking of like Elon Musk or maybe Thomas Edison. So I wouldn't put myself in that classification whatsoever. But what I wanted to do um, in my early 20s was to be creative. I didn't want to work for anybody else. And I just wanted to play. And I found a way to do that where I would come up with ideas I would look at a company's product line and maybe one of my ideas would be a, a good addition to their product line. So I would study their product line, come up with maybe a small change, maybe a small improvement on one of their existing products. And if they like it, uh, they would take it, they would sign the licensing agreement and I would rent it, my idea, or license it to those companies and they would pay me a royalty on each and every one they sold. So. Basically, it's, it's, it's not a new business model, but it's a business model most people are not familiar with. Most people think that if you have an idea, you have to start a company. Well, I didn't want to start a company, and I'm not that smart, and I didn't want to raise money, and I didn't want to do any of those things. I just wanted to be creative. So for my career, basically, I've come up with simple ideas. Sometimes those ideas are complex. Sometimes they're silly. And I would just show those ideas to companies that, that need ideas. Uh, open innovation uh, is very, very popular now, meaning companies are opening their doors to look at ideas from us. And you don't have to be an expert and you don't have to have a background in any, any particular topic. You have to be creative and see things a little bit differently. And if you find those companies that are looking for ideas, that have embraced open innovation, you show it to them, they like it, they pay you. So that's what I've been doing for my whole career is having fun and getting paid doing it, I guess. And that's amazing. I, and I love your attitude too. So before you got into this kind of um, get, you know, understanding the whole concept and pitching your idea to these uh, companies, um, did you go to school for this? Like, what was your background prior? And did you work in the, I would say, uh, under a boss or under, under a company? Like, would you? Share? I 
st I started out studying economics at Santa Clara University in California. Okay. And didn't like it at all. And by chance, I took an art class just to get away from all that, ugh, all that mess. And I loved it. I loved working with my hands. And at the time, I wasn't an artist, but I thought I was creative. And I went home and I told my dad, I said, hey, I, I, I want to be an artist. And he was like, what? He said, uh, do you draw? And I said, well, no. And he says, well, you must like to paint. I said, well, no. And he said, well, he gave me some great advice. He said, look, if you find something you truly love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. So he gave me permission to jump off the ledge or the cliff, and I took it. Um, I switched over to another university, San Jose State University, that had a large art department. And realized very quickly, John, I was never going to be this artist. Okay, so once, um, in fact, I left a little early, I left three units shy. And I didn't really care. I did, in fact, I didn't even know I graduated, I thought I had, and then I just kind of went off and I didn't think anybody would hire me. Um, I didn't have any skills. Uh, so I just started making things. And I loved it. Everybody thought I was crazy. My family, my friends thought I was absolutely out of my mind. What are you doing making things and selling them at, at county fairs or art, art and wine festivals? Wherever I could put a table up, I would make things out of fabric and sell them. And I loved it. I thought I, thought I was the richest man in the world doing it. And... Um, I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about that trans transaction. I learned a lot about creating things that people want and testing those ideas very quickly because if I didn't, I wasn't able to pay the rent or feed myself. So it was a great lesson. I'll never really forget it. So um, that's how I started out, uh, basically creating a job for myself. And that led to reading an article in Fremont, California about the startup company called Worlds of Wonder. They were going to, they were creating the first talking teddy bear and the prototype was pretty ugly. I read it on Sunday and I went down on Monday. I knocked on their door and said, Hey, you need me. And that was my first job at 27 years old. My first pay paycheck, my first paycheck. And I learned a lot with um, two number one hit toys. And I spent a lot of time learning about manufacturing. Um, and then I left um, because I, I, wanted to, I wanted to start my own company. I wanted to license my own idea. So I learned uh, a little bit along the way, but, but I'm just one of those guys that I'm curious, right? And asking, how do you do this? I mean, how do you... If I could sell something at a street corner, how do I sell it in stores? And how do I sell it around the world? So I was just always curious and, and found, I found a way to do that. That's amazing. I, I love uh, you mentioning like the hard work going to fairs and events. And, and that's what it takes to learn the, and everyone thinks it's as easy as like, Elon Musk or any of these like Amazon, Jeff Bezos, like whatever they did 
was one in a billion, right? Everyone else has to make it through hard work and it takes years to figure it out. And not everyone will be successful, right? So you just letting people know like, yeah, look, you have to pay your bills. You have to figure out what worked, understand what the customers wanted. So you filled a gap, you understood, you tweaked your product, you listened, you asked the right questions, you understood pricing, you understand, stood what customers were willing to pay for what product and then adapting to it. Um, that's what business is. And a lot of people forget how simple it is. They overcomplicate things. It, you know, I'm glad you said that because it is very simple. I learned something very basic, <clears throat> selling things um, at street fairs. I learned that you had to, you had to create something. It could be simple, but something that people want. Right. And, <clears throat> and most people try to complicate it. I just, just knew that, that if you had something they want, they would pay for it. So you, that's magical, right? That, that, <clears throat> that takes a little bit of time. You have to fine tune it. But once you figure it out, that's really a magical thing. It doesn't matter if it's a street corner. It doesn't matter if it's downtown New York. It does not matter. That's magical. And you have to play with it. You have to test it. You have to be patient. Um, I remember years later now, I'm in the boardroom at Coca-Cola. And I'm on the top floor. It's a, it's a round room and 15 vice presidents of Coca-Cola around the world are there. And I'm giving a presentation to this group. And it brings me back to the day I was at a street corner because it was no different. Yeah. Here I am trying to sell them a label innovation and, and get paid like half a penny. Why was that different than being on a street corner trying to sell something I made for $5? It was the same thing. You have to create something that people want. So for me, it's really quite simple. Um, it's an amazing uh, when you finally figure it out and you play with it, but you have to test it and you're gonna make mistakes. And, and sometimes if you're lucky, something will come along and it just works. But you never really know, so you have to play. And and I think all those years that you did it on the street corner, adapting, listening, making mistakes, changing the pricing, changing the messaging, letting uh, understanding, understanding the marketplace, understanding who your ideal customers, all these come into play when it boils down to trying to score a bigger deal or a licensing deal, because all the work that you did prior to that, no one sees. And no, they, no, they, they don't know. Um, yeah. People look at some of the things I've done now and they're like, well, I'm not going to say it was hard. Um, it was fun. Okay. And if you don't really like it, you should probably do something else. Yeah. I, I think I would do it regardless if it was financially rewarding or not, I was going to do it regardless. And I tell everybody, if if you want to go down this road of being an entrepreneur, make sure you really love it, right? And you'll do well. But if it's something that you only, you know, you're 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 not totally going to commit to it, um, yeah, maybe that's not the right fit for you. Um, but when it happens, and you never really know when you hit that idea, 
it's pretty exciting to see people use it. Um, I've had a few products that have been on TV, uh, products that have sold around the world. Um, and it's exciting to think that it's in your head, right? And then you see it on TV and then, then you see people using it. I mean, it's a, it's a really, for a creative person, <clears throat> it's clearly the reward. Um, and that's, I think, is what motivates me and I, probably other people too that do this. It, it's not, financially it works out well and that's fine, but that's not the big motivator here. No, it's, it's really seeing your creativity and having people share it. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So growing up, did you have people that really inspired you? Like, how did you have these creative juices? Did you have mentors or people that really resonated with you growing and do, pursuing what you, you've done? I, I wish I could say yes, but no. I do know this. I was very, as a young child, I loved to build models. I had a great imagination. School was not easy for me. So I think I was running away from 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 my homework to to dreaming a little bit so um i struggled in school and um i didn't know until much later that the people that do maybe learn differently have a whole nother tool in their toolbox they look at things differently so although it was difficult when i was young i look at 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 that as being a big asset. So no, I didn't have anybody really guiding me. And that's why I think it's important for me to write about my experience to share about the difficulties, and really try to educate the next generation. Because when I started out, there wasn't really a roadmap for me. Um, I was very fortunate to meet my mentor in my early 20s when I thought I was crazy too, along with everybody else. And he saw my the things I created. And he said, no, you're not crazy. Everybody else is crazy. And today, you know, he's still a good friend of mine. He's 83 years old, going on 16. He's still in the game of innovation. And it's a lifestyle for him. He'll never retire. So, no, I didn't have anybody. Um, and I wish I had someone to guide me a little earlier. Because I think... I don't know if I would have made less mistakes. I think mistakes are fine, by the way. <laughs> I think you have to make them. So, but having someone there to guide me, I think could have been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned like someone that actually resonated with you in your twenties that took you on and actually believed in you to actually pursue something because that's all you need because maybe your friends and family think you're crazy. Maybe they, they are like, go get a real job. Go support your, your future, right? Pay off the, some of that, live like a normal person. But you think you're normal. All entrepreneurs are different, I would say. All business owners are different. You don't take the path to ease. Like everyone wants a nine to five, get a stable salary, paycheck to pay down the mortgage. That's simplicity. Everyone that steps outside the box to do something that's not simple, that is crazy, will either get rewarded or not, but at least you tried, you did something. And you know, a lot of these entrepreneurs, they just don't get it. There's no way you can kind of just follow a path of like 
at what everyone else tells you to do like just do something different be creative be curious like you've done because that's the only way right to see if yeah, it works I, or not yeah i don't think there's really any one road map i i think the road is very twisted and road bumps and everything along the way i i think the attitude is um i'll figure it out i'm curious i'm willing to learn i'm willing to make mistakes um I'm going to be very determined, very persistent, um, have a good regiment. Um, I believe in routine <laughs> very much. So even though, you know, it's really funny. Um, I don't have an eight to five um, or even a five day a week type of schedule, but I'm, I do have a routine. And so I, I use the clock differently. I use time differently. We all have 24 hours in a day. So how do you do more. I mean, I'm really curious about that too. You know, how do you reach the mountains that you want to reach? Um, but how do you, how do you keep on track a little bit too, right? Because it's easy to get off track. So I think having a community of like-minded people that you can share maybe your frustrations <laughs> or maybe your obstacles and, and have that group support you. I think it's pretty important. I think it's easy today because of all the the ways to connect with people around the world that have your same, um, they have the same mission, right? And and once you find that community, you, you kind of help each other. I, I, I truly believe in teams, although I'm pretty much a solo entrepreneur, but I believe in teams, I believe in community. I, I don't think you can do anything by yourself. I, I think you need a lot of help and I think you need a lot of people that support you. and. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been interesting and I'm still excited about it. Uh, probably more today than I was when I first started out. That's amazing. I, and I love your attitude, right? Because like a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, everyone is, it's like a lonely space. You're doing, you're, you're trying to figure things out yourself. You feel like you can do everything yourself yet. You probably don't know what you're doing. 90% of the time. And therefore there's people, support, community, people like-minded like yourself, same mission, same kind of interests or hobbies and same stages in your career and business as well. Network with them. Like there's so many online forums, communities on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever it is. Um, with internet, there's a lot more accessibility to a larger network of people globally, not just in your local region, right? Um, and that's what I feel if you leverage your the technology to your advantage, there's things that are gonna help expedite and fast track or even reduce your failures, right? Make less mistakes, save you on some of the time, I would say, like, because, you know, if you, did things and it took you five years to do A-B testing, tracking, messaging, product, all that stuff. Maybe you shrink it to one or two with a community where you can test quickly yeah. with a lot of people that are like-minded, they can give you instant feedback and everything else can be expedited. And that's where I feel community plays a huge role in today's society, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, using the community as a kind of a sounding board it's, it's from anybody around the world. I mean, yeah. it's not just your neighbor or your local inventors group or 
you know, whatever. I mean, now it's, it's a global opportunity. There's one thing that I've learned recently I want to share that I'm a little embarrassed that I learned this at such a, at 64, I learned this at such a, at this time in my life, but I learned something that, that I think everybody needs to realize. Um, your business is very important and you're, you're going to focus on it probably too much, but you will. But the, the minute you do things outside your business that contribute to other people's maybe success, it opens doors you could not imagine. See, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially even myself, we're so focused on our business all the time. But the minute we volunteer, we do charity work, or we help other, other organizations, those other doors start opening up and it comes back to you differently. And so this whole philosophy of giving back, I think, is something that is powerful. And I don't think we do enough of it. I don't think, I say yes to, a lot of people complain. I say yes to everything. And and I never know where it leads and I don't really judge it. And maybe people say, you shouldn't do that. I read somewhere, don't say that. Well, I like doing that. I like to help. And I, and you can find the time, right? And, but you never know where it leads. And, it, and sometimes it leads to this remarkable opportunity of getting knowing to know other people. So I, I'm I'm jumping outside my world more and more as I've gotten older and found that it's, I wish I'd done it earlier. Well, just learning a lot about yourself, right? And uh, I'm not sure if you read the book by Adam Grant, Give and Take. Um, I'm a huge proponent of giving. Uh, just because in my business, running an SEO agency, we're all about providing value and giving the most that we can. I have a team to help businesses rank online, but really it's all about like, why would I be doing this if I'm not here to help them grow and expedite their services and their reputation online, right? So giving is a, a strong foundation growing up for me even. Um, but learning that you can mentor, you can volunteer, you can contribute in the community by giving advice, supporting one another, helping in mastermind groups, helping your neighbors. The more you get out there, as opposed to, yes, it's a lonely soapener journey. Uh, <laughs> it's challenging. But once you have a team, once you have people that support you, understand where you're coming from, they're here to give you a real honest feedback, support, and advice. And that's what you need in life in general, because that's what relationships are all about. Mm -hmm. That's what family is built upon, right? Communities are built upon. And we talk about community a lot, but giving is something that a lot of people forget about in their business. Yeah, I had, I had an opportunity a couple of years ago. Um, an organization reached out to me to to really be part of it. And I remember when I first got the invite, why would I do that? And my close family said, no, that, that's an opportunity to get to know other people outside your business yeah. and to get their perspective. And these were other inventors that were working for companies in the medical field and the high-tech field, but they they weren't financially getting rewarded for their creativity, for their, you know, being an inventor. They, they were helping humanity. So 
it wasn't about the money at all. In fact, there was no money there. And to see the, the great things that they're pursuing really opened the door for me to think, wow, I mean, these are really remarkable people doing some great things. So why wouldn't I be part of that? So that kind of took off in other directions for me now. Um, and I'm really glad it did. I don't think you're ever too, I think we're all students. I think we're always learning. I don't, I don't think you ever shut that door, no matter if you're at the top of the mountain, you think you are, no, there's always more to learn, right? I think just be curious and uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a crazy world we're in at the moment, but also it's a fantastic world that we're in and you have to, you have to see the positive and you have to kind of plan for it. You know, I, I wrote in my journal, what will next year look like, right? And it's really fun to think that way, right? And kind of say, all right, and think it through. Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? You know, I know a lot of people maybe do it five years. I think you do it weekly, monthly, yearly. <laughs> I think you keep on thinking about what do you want to do? Where do you want to be? And um, start pursuing those dreams. And it's never too late, right? Like you're in your 60s, I'm in my 40s. And I've been kind of doing goal sessions all my life in sales and even before that. Um, I've always wanted to be better, right? And not just chase like monetary. It, it wasn't even the status. It's all about like learning what people 40, 50, 60, 70 years of age in, enjoyed, right? Like what take them to make them become who they were? What made them happy? What were the, the reasons, the main drivers to keep them um, going, right? Like that's the lifestyle choices that I'm always after, right? Like I always try to mimic people that I look up to having a really solid foundation, good family, happy lifestyle, doing things they love. And it's by choice, not forced, right? And just gravitating towards positivity, people that are mm -hmm. happy, doing things they love and are ultra positive and want to support one another, right? Like there's a difference between givers and takers, right? Once you well, are known as a taker. I, you know, it's, it's interesting that you said that. I think if you find that mission, and I don't think that's easy to find, by the way, I think you have to try a lot of things. And if you do find that thing that really gets you up out of bed, yeah. that you, you, you know, you're waiting for Monday morning to come around, or maybe you're even working on it on Sunday night because, you know, you're excited about it. I don't think you ever quit that. And the notion of retiring, I don't, that doesn't fit for me. Um, I think in my world of people that are creative, um, they create for the rest of their lives. They never retire and there's no reason to. And, and I had, learned a little bit about that in my early 20s about that magical part of creating i said to myself even back then i'm going to do this for the rest of my life I, I was hooked i knew it i felt it i could see it so i was very fortunate i think a lot of people don't know what that is yeah. and the only advice i would give to someone is try as many things as you can yeah. and don't expect any result don't expect anything from it yeah. Just open, open yourself up, try it. 
And if it's something you, you find you're passionate about, fantastic. If not, try something else again. Keep on playing with, with opportunity in life and find that thing that really motivates you because it, it, it makes it really exciting if you do. And I think that that just hits it on the nail where you have to keep going. You have to keep trying. You have to keep doing and looking for things, right? And don't be, I guess, closed off or shut down and rejection's gonna happen. Don't give up, go, go pursue something that really resonates with you, right? Like, yes, stick to your core values. Yes, do things above board. Anyone that supports you along the cause, go yeah. out there and get to know what they found to you know, be their mission, be really making them happy, right? And then gravitate and ask questions, be curious. Like you mentioned, you always say that, right? Like, You know what's crazy? Uh, a good friend of mine, a younger man, <laughs> reached out to me after he graduated from college and he was unemployed and he didn't know what to do. Um, but he had this amazing attitude that, and we lost touch for about a year. And a year later, I, I'm watching him because I'm following him and he's traveling the world. And things had changed so drastically for this, this young man. And I remember reaching out to him. He's a good friend of mine now. And I said, what happened to you? You were you were unemployed, not knowing what to do. And now you're, you're living in New York and you're traveling the world. What happened? And he said to me, he said, I didn't know what to do. I just, I, I moved to a city. There was more going on. And I just went to work with one of my roommates and I didn't work at the company, but I went, I went to work with him and I just kind of hung around and someone said, who are you? And he was just, he had such this positive attitude that he, they ended up hiring him. And I want to tell everybody that's listening that attitude is everything, right? And you can teach someone, I mean, to me, in my company, we don't look at resumes, by the way. And that's probably, I don't know if that's how other people do it. I don't look at resumes. I don't care about resumes. I want attitude. I can teach you everything. I can't teach you an attitude. And if you have the right attitude of curiosity and and you want to help, and you have, you have that ability to, to really, really want a lot out of life. You know, you just really want to be there. Those are the people I hire, and those are the people that I'm really attracted to. So it's not about your what you've done in the past. It's what are you going to do in the future? So I, I try to tell everybody that maybe they're struggling. They don't know what to do. Knock on any door with an attitude. They'll hire you because that's priceless. And that's something that I value tremendously. Um, and I saw, I saw this in this young man and he had the attitude that he was willing to take anything on. And, and it turned out remarkable for him. And it was just attitude alone because everybody's always worried about, well, I don't have experience or, or maybe I'm not right for that job, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can learn anything, but the attitude is everything. Because it's all in their mind, right? Everyone thinks that they need to be perfect before they apply. Oh, it didn't check all those, you know, all the duties and requirements. But I, for myself included, like I've always been in sales all my life. And I would walk into stores asking, 
are you hiring? Can I, and they would hire me on the spot because I was very proactive, very easygoing, good positive attitude and very just excited to be a part of something, right? And they saw that and that's all it takes. You don't need the best resume. You don't even need a resume. You need to just show up. If you don't show up and ask and be curious, like you mentioned, you'll never get anywhere and pursue anything that matters in life. No, you, you, you're absolutely 100% correct because there was a time where my royalties had stopped and I got the letter from the company and my wife said, what are you going to do? And my office manager said, what do we do now? And I said, let me think about it. And the next day I came in there and I, my office manager was a graphic artist. I said, put all your work in a portfolio. And I just walked out the door. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm, I'm going to get business. He said, well, how? I said, I'm just going to knock on people's doors and say, hey, how can I help you? And it started, he was a little, he's still with me now over 21 years. And he says, I never forgot the day you just walked out the door. And, and I didn't know what you were going to do. I just knocked on people's doors and said, hey, this is what I do. Do you need any help? I'm here to help you. And I, we started back up getting a lot of work again. I wasn't afraid of it. I wasn't afraid to say, Hey, look, I'm here to help you. What are your problems? And, and I like your attitude about that because I think you can do that anywhere at any time. If you're a truly entrepreneur, I've told my wife many times, you could, you could drop me off at the end of the street and I could walk down the block and I would have more work than I know what to do with. If you just ask people, right, where are their problems? What's happening? Because if you if you think that you can help and you're curious, every company needs some help. And that's the power of really knowing your strength of on an entrepreneur. And that's the power of being positive. That's the power that you have. I can tell you have that same power. And 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 you have to ask for opportunity, you have to knock on opportunity, but be yourself, be someone they want to be around, be someone, you know, that when you knock on that door, you're bringing something to them, right? And they're going to see that. And I, I noticed that. And I don't think a lot of people realize that energy, that being positive, caring, curious, being helpful. Those are, that's what makes business go, go around. Yeah. But and it sounds like you've done it. You've lived it. It's hard for entrepreneurs to understand, right? Um, or business owners or people that are starting off because they have grown up in this digital age. Mm -hmm. They've been really behind the scenes on social media or they've been watching YouTube videos. So they lose touch on the social interaction to really acknowledge, speak to someone, look them in the eye, you know, handshake, right? Really understand the behaviors of people and get to the root of their issues, right? Understand what their needs are, ask the right questions so that they become more vulnerable to then allow you to fill the gap, right? To see what opportunities exist for you to help them. But people lose that social interaction and more than ever today, like a lot of introverts, a lot of people that are they don't have the skills that, that you and myself probably possess, right? 
Yeah, that's it's funny. It's called social media, and it's not that social at all. To tell you the truth, it's kind of funny. And even the companies that so-called tech companies that are involved in social media, you can't get a hold of them. So something's really wrong with about that. But um, I, I want to mention one thing. Some of the when I was a younger man, I did door-to-door sales, and and people hate that. And that's not. That's one of those jobs where people probably cringe, right? And and I learned a really important lesson doing that. Um, I loved it, and because I wasn't trying to sell, I was just trying to meet people, be their friends, right? And and if you have a different attitude about things, it, it's different. You know, if you're there trying to sell someone something, you know, that's difficult. But if you're there trying to explain what you're doing, how can you be helpful? It, it changes the dynamic. That's what I've learned. And I've also learned that some of the worst jobs you can take are the best jobs you can take. At the time, they're terrible, but later on, they're wonderful. Um, I, I tell everybody, if you really want to be, um, if you really want to gain all the tools to be an entrepreneur, do door-to-door sales, work at McDonald's, right? Know how to manage people, how to deal with people, do something in the banking industry, learn a little bit about finance, take these terrible jobs that don't pay anything, but the, but the, the, the experience is priceless, right? So when I took that door-to-door job, it was for a couple months, um, I should have been paying them, right? Because I learned so much from just being myself and and caring that it had nothing to do with selling air conditioning. It had to do with people. So I think that sometimes we put our value of who we are with our job. I think that's ridiculous. You should never be, a your value of yourself should never be equated by your job, they're just jobs. They're jobs to learn from. And, and I think everybody should just go out and take jobs just to learn, right? And they're paying you to learn, grab it, run from it, do all this stuff. Because at the end of the day, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to put those in your tool, your toolbox. So uh, I, I'm a big believer in, in just learning different things from people. Yeah. I think that's the biggest asset, sales and marketing. And I've been doing sales... I think all my life. Right. Um, And I probably had 30 jobs. I would say, you know, some of the worst job factory workers to corporate to everything in between and sales, whenever they had that sign that said no soliciting it, my mindset was like, no one else hit that. So I'm going to go there and bring up, you know, find out what their challenges and opportunities are. So for me, it was more like, look, no one else hit them. I have a good gold mine prospect right although sometimes the security guards would come chasing me but it was okay because for me it was more it didn't matter it was all mindset and it was more like i didn't really care (laughs) i was i was having fun right you know sometimes it takes a little practice too right so um i've told my wife we'll go to a party and i i love socializing with people but i like to go to events where i don't know anybody um because it allows me to practice a little bit. It allows me to walk in a situation and, and practice the skill of introduction, you know, learning something about somebody else I don't even know, being curious. I, th- I think we've lost that skill a little bit of having a conversation with somebody and asking 
about them. See, people think you have to be if to be a great salesperson. It's really about asking questions and having people tell you about what they need. It's not about you talking. It's about them talking and you letting them talk to understand. I don't think it's difficult. I just think people are are not comfortable with it, especially today. Um, but there's things that you can do to practice, to get out of your shell a little bit. Um, COVID makes it a little difficult at the moment, of course. Uh, but I like the interaction very, very much. And I want to I want to know what people are thinking. I want to ask questions. And, and that's truly, I think, the way to, I wouldn't say sell, but I would say help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uncovering the needs. Right. And it's all about like when I was doing advertising sales, it was all about fact finding and really just probing all along. I would talk five minutes. They would talk for an hour. Right. And that's what you want so that you can come back with a good proposal that's customized to all their problems and pain points. And once you tick all their uh, boxes, then you know exactly what's going to help them get get what they need. Right. But a lot of people are always talking about themselves. Like, you know, well, they, they think they have to do that, but, but they really don't. Um, what's interesting, uh, a year, two years ago, I interviewed Intel's inventor of the year. And I, the question I asked them was, how do you come up with new ideas? And he goes, well, I just go down to the customer service and ask the people, what are people complaining about? <laughs> like, I got, it makes sense. Doesn't it? Um, even Amazon reviews, people complain. I mean, there's lots of different ways of finding opportunities today. Yep. Um, and then filling, coming up with ideas that that's solve those problems for people. And that's what inventing is really all about, is asking questions, making good observations, questioning yourself, asking what if or why not. Um, what's bugging you, what's bugging other people. Someone said to me, the greatest way to come up with ideas if you're an inventor, follow someone around for a day. If a plumber or someone in the trades, I don't care what profession, just follow that person around. Even if it's if you're a young person listening to this, follow your parents around, your mom around all during the day and, and see the things that bug them. It's called the bugs list. And uh, um, Andy Barkin, a good friend of mine, had mentioned that to me on a, on a webinar, and he called it the bugs list. I never really thought about it, but when you think about all the things that bug you during the day, those are opportunities to invent solutions. <laughs> it's kind of a fun way to do that, and even kids can do that. Anybody can do that. Anybody can be an inventor if you just open your eyes and listen to see what people uh, are talking about, what's bugging them. That's amazing. Um, well, thanks a lot, Stephen. So what are you up to now? Like wh what really moves you? What are some of your passion projects or what is going on in the next couple of years uh, in your horizon? Well, thank you for asking. What's important to me um, is trying to help the next generation understanding the licensing business model because it's not being taught. So Tonight I have a class that I'm teaching um, uh, a group of kids from India from eight to 12 years old. Um, they're studying STEM, of course, writing code, but I bring a, a different element to it, more of how to have fun with their creativity. 
Um, I'm also working with the USPTO um, on the Office of Education of K-12. What can we do for high school kids to learn about this business model? So getting back to your question, my goal for, for what I want to do is keep on helping that younger generation. So how do I find the way to do that? And we do that, of course, with articles I've written, um, with books. Um, we have a YouTube channel called InventRight TV. There's over 600 videos, absolutely free to learn about licensing. So my mission is really education now. That's amazing. How, yeah. How can I open the door and break down the barriers for people that maybe live anywhere in the world? There's no age requirement now. You don't have to start a business. You don't have to raise money. You don't have to file patents. All the things that were obstacles for most people, my, my goal is to tear them down. That's amazing. And, and that's a big thing, right? Mindset barriers to entry and globalization. Like we're fortunate here in North America to have the luxury of technology or devices or speed or whatever. But if you're able to impact people globally to change and shift their mindset so that there's possibility and mm. it's not just a dream, but potentially possible for that young student in India, for instance, then anything is possible, right? If they can do it, anyone in the world can do it, right? Yeah, I, um, one of my books that's been out now for a few years, <clears throat> um, a gentleman read it from um, Cairo, Egypt, and he mentioned, he reached out to me, says, I've got your book and I've got an idea and I'm gonna follow your steps. And I was like, okay, fantastic. And then he ended up licensing an idea and he came on my YouTube channel and the look on his face of, of, um, of just being excited and, and sharing that with everybody else, he, I got goosebumps because I felt his success. That was part of my success. We're, we're tied together a little bit. So um, I love seeing how that impacts people. And this process of licensing is something that anybody can do. And it doesn't require some of the things we think it does. And um, I like to see people take action and what happens, everything changes for them. Their attitude changes, the world of possibilities change. Uh, and that's a really kind of a great feeling to have. I get to see it. So and I'm really I, happy about that. And I can tell that you are having more fun than ever and you are enjoying it when other people become successful. And that's where you're in a good stage in your life where I feel like I, I'm getting there soon. Um, but anytime someone gives me a testimonial or anyone gives me like a good positive feedback, that makes my week, right? It's, it's just, I know I'm doing something right. I'm doing, I'm making a small difference in someone else's life and I'm moving ahead. I'm moving forward and helping them pursue a passion or a dream or whatever it may be. So it's, it's a great feeling to be able to help others and give, like you mentioned, right? Um, most rewarding feeling in the world, really. Yeah, I didn't know how, how great that, um, I never thought I'd be sharing this information and I didn't think anybody would really even care, but to see the impact on someone. And um, I feel like it's me a little bit, you know, I, like I said earlier, I struggled a little bit. I wasn't quite sure what I was gonna do. I found my way and to show other people to find their way, um, it's probably the greatest reward I could possibly have. 
So that's um, amazing. Yeah, it's good. Everything's good. That's amazing. So um, impact is huge. Your family's good. Health is good. Where you live? Do you still ski? Like, well, I, I I live up in Lake Tahoe, and it's probably one of the most beautiful places on earth. Uh, life is pretty good. I'm like I said, I'm very curious still, still being very active, um, still working on things like everybody else. Uh, I don't. I think you always have to kind of look ahead and make improvements. Um, I'm a big believer in reading books that help. That, that, that open other doors for me. I, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, and yeah, there's just a lot to do, isn't there? Life is short, right? <laughs> like when, when you have creative mind or you are open to a lot of different hobbies and interests and wanting to do so much, you feel like you're constrained, right? There's not enough time in a day. There's not enough people that you know you want to impact because you want to do everything right so it's it's great because i i feel that all the time <laughs> i feel like i have a great team but i want to do so much more i don't have time to do it all but i need to slow down a little bit and you know have these little projects and here and there well, i'm glad you said that because i think we all even including myself i mean we want to do more but like i said there's only 24 hours in the day and so you have to really pick those things that are important and still have a balance. I don't think I'm very good at the balance. I'm still working on that, by the way. Um, I think you have to have a life balance and all those other things that enjoy, enjoy it along the way. And if you're really looking for that one big thing to happen for you to get your enjoyment, I think you're going to miss the boat. I, I think um, I said to some people earlier on that I'm happy, but not content. And that really worried me by saying that because I realized, why am I not content when I should be content every day? So those are things that I think all entrepreneurs are thinking, right? Because we're always working so hard for our goals, right? But that's not going to change once you achieve them because you're going to have other goals. So it, don't be on that treadmill of just chasing it enjoy it a little bit. Um, I think you'll be happier if you do. And I think you'll be more productive if you do. And so. I think, yeah, last couple of years, I've been uh, really on the gratitude uh, side of things where every day, jot down what I'm ultra grateful for, right? Not just the company and business, but like, just it's breathing, smart. having air, family, having food, shelter, living in no no war torn country right like all these things just slowing down because right now everything is expedited it's going moving too fast technology has advanced so quickly everything's instant real-time news real-time messaging and expectations are off the wall you need to slow down right yeah you i'm glad you said that because you're right you do need to slow down and it's, there's a lot of noise out there that's very distracting um, there's lots of things you could do that really don't help what you're trying to achieve. So I think you're really smart to say that. And I do believe you're right about, you know, write down things you're, uh, that, that you appreciate. Yeah. Right. And remind yourself like that and do it regularly. Do it every day if you can. <laughs> I say, um, 
I, I think it's really important because things have gotten a little fast and I catch myself um, being distracted by noise and, so, good, and that's pre- precious time that I don't really want to waste on that noise. So what I've done is I block time and I block groups and I only do things that resonates with me and my values and what is the most important thing in my life. So people, things, activities, everything is more put in my calendar. That's how I organize myself and just block it. And I say no to 95% of the things that gets for you (laughs) because you know or else you'll be over all over the place doing yes to everyone and everything so just what resonates with you pick and choose the communities that you want to be a part of pick and choose who you want to uh, have relationships with friends or family or whatever it may be um, and spend time with people that are utmost important in your life family parents whoever friends um, significant others spouse children whatever just do that and you'll live a really happy life as opposed to a toxic life that people are trying to grab things from you. You know, maybe they are draining. They're always complaining. They're doing things that you, you don't really care. Right. Like that's something I want to get out, (laughs) move away from. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've realized there's so much negativity out there at the moment. And I, I think somehow that goes inside and it's hard to get it back out. Right. So I'm, I'm being very selective a little bit on what I being exposed to a little bit. Yeah. And, and finding those like-minded individuals where I support and, but some of the noise I'm trying to get rid of, I, I just don't have time for it. And I finally realized um, you have to really be aware of it. You, you can get caught up in it really, really quickly. And it's a bad habit that I think we're all falling into. Yeah. And it takes time, practice, mental clarity, yeah. but it all boils down to health and being acknowledged on what your values are and what your mission is and what your goals are. Um, but really, thank you so much, Steve. I know you are busy. I really appreciate your time with us today. Um, so how can some of the listeners get a hold of you, reach out to you, or um, maybe you have a website or an offer? No, they, it's very simple. I, um, I tell everybody, just go to my YouTube channel, InventRight TV. I think you'll enjoy it. And there's always ways to get to contact me. You know, my direct email is just my full name, Stephen Key at InventRight.com. But it's easy, people, it's easy to find me. And so watch the videos and see if that's something you want to get involved in. And if it is, watch more videos. Um, and reach out to me or read a couple books. You can find me at Stephen Key. I write for Forbes, Inc., and Entrepreneur. Uh, I'm pretty active on social media. LinkedIn is a great way to make a connection. And if you're not on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn uh, and make a connection with me. And that, that way you're connected with everybody that I'm connected with. And, and find your community on LinkedIn, right? And, and contribute a little bit. Don't just watch, contribute to the conversation, be part of it. And once again, be helpful to other people. Amazing. Well, thanks a lot, Stephen. Learned a lot, enjoyed our conversation, and we'll definitely be in touch. Thank you, John. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Please subscribe to Local SEO Today and tune in to our next episode.